You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. This is episode 106, From Self-Healing to a Full Practice with Allison Osherman. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I teach wellness practitioners the exact steps to find clients and get paid so they can spend less time marketing and more time doing what they love. This is the Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode. Today, it's been a while, but I have a very special guest on the podcast. I haven't had a guest in months, and I know you've been asking for this. So I selected very intentionally Allison Osherman to join us of Good Vibrations Holistic Therapy. Um, Allison is a biofield tuner. Uh, she practices craniosacral therapy. She does sound baths all in the Nashville, Nashville area. Did I just say it like, like Nashvilleians say it? Nashville, Nashville. <laughs> and she also um, does a lot online too. And I wanted her on this podcast today because Allison's been a client of mine for a little while. And we were just reflecting on her journey the other day of how much she's grown as a practitioner since January. She's just, she started um, coaching in January. She had a goal uh, at that time, which I'll let her speak more about. And now she's achieved that goal. She's seeing clients all the time. She's got a busy um, client schedule and she's hosting all kinds of events. And I just wanted her on this podcast today because she is an absolute example of what is possible with this work. Um, she also came from a OT background as well. And so um, I just, yeah, I would love for her to share her story about um, what led her here, um, doing this work, how it's been um, so transformative for not only her clients, but her as well. And um, yeah, some of the challenges that she's faced along the way and some words of encouragement for all you listeners. All right. So Allison, hi. Hello, Jillian. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm so excited uh, to, to be on here with you. I listen to your podcast all the time. And so it's kind of surreal to <laughs> be on it. So yeah, thank Yay. you for having me. Thank you for being on it. I know I asked Allison, it was, uh, we were in a meeting last week and I was like, you know what, will you do the podcast? And she was just an immediate yes. She was like, okay, let's do it. I love it. I love it. So this was planned a week ago and here we are just we are. <laughs> making it happen. We both know that there, we have the, uh, the, uh, what's the word, um, condition that if either of us botches anything, we can go back and edit. So no problem. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, um, who you are, uh, and how you, how you got here, what's your background and some of the experiences that led you to doing this work that you love so much now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, okay. A little bit about me. Um, well, I was born and raised in Colorado, uh, grew up in Colorado Springs, um, went to college out there and then moved to Arizona, went to occupational therapy school out there. And um, my sound journey really began in Phoenix, Arizona. That's where we were at. 
Um, and I started to, well, actually I was gifted a, a singing bowl from my mother-in-law. She uh, gave, gave me a singing bowl while I was in OT school and I was really stressed out, had really bad anxiety, um, battled with depression and anxiety for a good portion of my life. And the first time I played it, I was like, whoa, my brain just shut off and it never shuts off. And so I started making it like my morning ritual. I'd wake up, play the bowl, go to school, go do, go to work, go do all the things. And it just kind of progressed from there. Um, it was more a self-healing journey for probably the first five or six years. And then, um, after becoming an occupational therapist, I worked in basically any setting that you could work in, <laughs> uh, my first five years of being an OT, I really wanted to challenge myself and just see what, see what was out there, see where I wanted to fit, see what felt good to me. Um, and so I worked home health, I worked ICU, I worked inpatient psych, I, um, you know, worked in rehabs and all that as well and, and loved it. And um, my sound journey kind of started to mold into my OT journey when I started working for a neuro-based home health company. Um, I had a client who was open to it and I just had the thought, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna bring some bowls and some instruments. And it turned into something bigger than I could have imagined at that point. Um, there was some miraculous things that happened. Um, a lot of healing happened uh, for this particular client. It was really beautiful to watch. And that got me thinking, I was like, oh, I could actually do this for other people. <laughs> and so I, my family, we moved to Germany for a year, uh, 2019 to 2020. And during that time, I couldn't really be an occupational therapist because I didn't speak German fluently. And uh, so I did a yoga teacher training in Spain that was like three weeks long. And that was a big turning point in my journey. That was first time I, um, I felt like myself. Um, and I also brought the bowls with me and everybody wanted me to play them. And so I just kind of continued that. And then when I got to Germany, um, I taught yoga, I started taking sound healing courses and that's when I found Eileen McCusick's work. Um, was through one of the courses and I really liked tuning forks. So, you know, I started out with like, you know, the harmonic spectrum set and, <laughs> and um, you know, quickly realized the, that this was something that I really liked. I just feel like tuning forks kind of, they, they cut through the static. They're very precise. Um, and so fast forward, we made it, landed in Nashville um, in 2020. And uh, I just, I think I recently took, after we landed here, I took um, her course after my son was born and loved it and was like, oh my gosh, I can really incorporate this. And um, after my son was born, I was working in the hospital system up until then and realized that that wasn't where I wanted to be uh, anymore. I really wanted to help people on a different level. And so I created my own business when we landed in Nashville and I kind of did it on the side doing sound baths here or there. And then after my son was born, um, I just put all my energy into creating this business. So I just, I practiced on anybody I could. I was like, do you want to do biofield tuning? Do you want to do biofield tuning? Um, and so, yeah, that kind of led me 
Um, I, you know, I was doing it on my own for about maybe, I don't even know, maybe like a year, almost a year before I think I connected with you. Uh, I listened to your podcast for a while and then I, um, did, I think one of your, your freebies, the, you know, 30 day goal setting. It was like a 30 minute coaching call. And, um, I think I signed up maybe like six, six months later. So just kind of one of those things. It wasn't like an immediate sign up, but it was, it, it also kind of showed me too how, how clients think, um, you know, cause it just wasn't at that time. I was like, okay, I think I can, I'm going to try this on my own for a little bit. And I tried it on my own and it didn't quite, <laughs> quite work. And so, um, then I started working with you and, um, yeah, my practice has really blossomed. It's been, it's been really, um, amazing since, since January, uh, when I started working with you, I think I was seeing maybe like three, maybe four, if it was a really good week clients a week um and most of it was just friends <laughs> and my goal was to see at least i wanted to have 10 clients a week like you know between eight and ten clients a week was my goal and i would say back in august is when i started to reach that when i started to see around like eight to ten clients and then my goal kind of shifted okay now I want to be booked out for at least two weeks ahead. And then that happened soon after. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then I'm getting to the point now where I'm almost booked out about a month. And it just, it depends, you know, like people cancel and you have things open up, but uh, overall it's been a really, a really awesome progression. Um, I have, um, uh, I have one office that's off of Music Row. It's in a trauma therapy office. And so um, I get a lot of referrals through there as well. And then I now have another space. I've kind of bounced around to different spaces as I'm trying to figure out um, what works best for me. And so now I'm at um, another place on Thursdays that's a little bit outside of Nashville. So um, I kind of bounce around a lot, but I find that that's what I like. I don't like hard hardcore routine you know go to the same place monday through friday so yeah. um, it's really nice having my own uh business because i can i can do that so. yeah that's one of the things i love about it is the flexibility in the schedule and especially with you having a little one i bet that is so yeah. awesome yeah it's been amazing i think i was looking at it the other week because i was you know asking my husband what you know, how many hours a week I work and I work around like including kind of background admin time stuff. It's probably around like 24 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I'm like at, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm making good money. I'm making full-time money. So, um, yeah, that's, that's so amazing. Yeah. Cause I get to spend the mornings with my son and, um, you know, like I can, I can pick him up if I need to, I can rearrange things. Um, I get holidays off cause when you work in the hospital, you usually don't right? <laughs> holiday off, or you have to pick one holiday. And, um, yeah, so I started the craniosacral, uh, work around the same time as the biofield tuning. And I found that they just really meld together beautifully. Um, they, they both are working on the nervous system, just two, two different 
aspects or two different frames of reference because biofield tuning is focusing on the the nervous system um, not only within your body but also out and around your body because we're all connected in that way mm-hmm. and the craniosacral work is working on your physical nervous system so it's helping to facilitate those changes and allow the body to unwind um, in the way that it needs to on a physical level which also helps the energetic level so that's been kind of fun to to play with the tuning forks and the craniosacral work whenever I work with friends nice and do you do your clients get the craniosacral work too yeah yeah so I offer I offer craniosacral sessions and then I also offer biofield tuning sessions oh and, okay yeah so as separate after, services exactly yeah Got so it. I have separate services however um you know if I've had I've had clients for a while, we'll end up kind of doing some more hybrid sessions. So it's kind of like I've noticed my practice starting to morph a little bit more that way. And so I'm just kind of holding space and figuring out, you know, where that's going to go, if that's going to lead me anywhere, or if it's just, you know, something really fun to try and play with. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. That's so cool. Okay, so you mentioned a few things that I want to ask you about. And in particular, so there's a, so I want to know, I'm going to just kind of list them right now. No, I'm not. I'm just going to take them one at a time. (laughs) So, um, you mentioned how clients think. So when you were, when you were, um, maybe consuming the podcasts and things like that, you said you were learning how clients think. Can you share a little bit more about that and how? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was kind of like, I mean, I totally, I get the whole planting this planting the seeds, uh, thing I think we, we've talked about uh, or, you, or you do talk about a lot in your podcast because it was like okay I'm gonna start listening to this person and like oh I really like this podcast oh this is a, real, a lot of really good information oh she's doing a freebie okay I'm gonna try that um, and then that just like molded into you know oh I got to like I got to talk with you I got to see how a coaching session could go um, and and I enjoyed it and then I was kind of like, well, you know, like thinking about the investment of it um, and kind of, you know, tried to do my own thing for a little bit and then was like, you know what, I'm just going to try this for six months. That was, I was like, I'm just going to try it for six months. And here we are like almost or over a year later, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, almost. I think it's been, well, what? No, oh, I think December is actually a year, isn't it? Yes, it's almost been a year. Yeah, yeah. But it would just yeah. kind of got me thinking because when you start out, it's a lot of that like, you know, you, you feel like you're failing if you don't, you know, convert a client right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, like you tell somebody about what you do and they're like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And they take your card and then they never call you or, um, you know, or they don't call you in six months. Maybe they call you a year later. And it's that whole, um, yeah, it's, it's just trusting the process because if you're doing what you love and you love what you do, the clients will come, they'll, they'll find you, you know, you, you resonate with certain people and you don't with others. And some people might not be ready for the work, you know, they might need to be sorting through a few other things before they're really ready to come to you. And, you know, we don't know those things. We're not privy to those things. And so yeah, I think it, it just kind of reflecting back on that. I was like, oh, it's totally that client. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I talk about the the fast decision makers and the slow decision makers. 
right? Absolutely. And you're a slow, slow decision maker, which the majority of people are. There's there's actually not a whole lot of fast decision makers yeah. out there. And so yeah. that's so cool that you got to experience that or you got you were aware that you were experiencing that as a client um mm -hmm. so that when you started putting your stuff out there you had that um perspective and mindset that like i'm planting the seed i'm planting yeah. the seed and there you know people are gonna usually it takes about a year i think to convert somebody to work with you um if it if it is a match so can yeah. do you have any of your clients shared that with you that like have been watching you for a long time or I've been getting your emails? Yeah, I actually had um, a client recently that reached out via like on Instagram and was like, you know, I really, I really want me to get a session in. I've been following you for, you know, you know, months now. I love what you do. Do you have an opening? Um, I'm here on these dates. And, and so that was, that was really kind of cool. Cause it was, you know, someone that I hadn't officially like met in person, um, but they saw my online content and were curious. And so then they stuck around and started, you know, Oh, well, what's this, what's this, what's this stuff? That's interesting. Um, it's interesting because the the occupational therapy community is fairly open to this stuff. I see OTs tend to be we're we're holistic. I mean we're we're taught to be more holistic. Um, you know, looking at the whole person as you know spiritual, um, you know, mechanical, and you know everything else in between. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of allopathic medicine tends to put you in boxes and compartmentalize, but. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of had that, um, you know, mindset going into it. And so I tend to attract people who are either OTs or have worked with OTs. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And do they, do they see that you were an OT? Like when you're on Instagram, is that? Yeah, it is, part of, it is a part of it. Um, you know, it's not obviously all of it. I, I, I've, uh, I found that when I had to give up that label, when we moved, I realized how much weight I had put on that label. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that I feel was, that. Yeah. That was a really big release to like, let that go. Um, you know, I'm still an occupational therapist. I still have that experience and that lens that I view things through, but the modalities that I use are a lot, um, uh, are more non-traditional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, it's definitely a mind, uh, a mindset shift because people get really caught up in, you know, well, I am this and it's like, well, no, you're, you know, you're Jillian, you know, or yep. you're Alex. Um, so it's, it's figuring out who you are beyond that. Um, yeah. I think it's really important for, you know, especially someone who's moving into this work to, to hear that and to understand it, because as long as we're identifying with our, our past and, um, the roles we played in the past, it, and identifying with it in a way that's kind of holding us back, right. Then it will yeah. hold us back. Um, so for all of you out there who are wanting to be practitioners and have a practice, now's the time to start claiming that identity and just step into that identity of like, I am a practitioner of whatever modality that you're choosing. Yeah. yeah. 
So tell us about your Instagram. Cause I love your Instagram profile. What's your, what's your handle? Um, good vibrations, holistic therapy. <laughs> yeah. She's so good on there. You guys, if you have Instagram, check her out. Good vibrations, holistic therapy. She, so you have to tell us a little bit about your process with that. Like how do you make it work? I'm even okay. wondering because <laughs> I am not a fan of social media. And I always look at those who are doing so well. And I'm like, dang, you're killing it. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for thinking that. Um, there's definitely, so, so the whole Instagram thing, I started this Instagram when we were in Germany and it was, it was a challenge for myself because I don't really like to put myself out there. And then also I was doing something that a majority of the people in my life were like, what is this like this is super woo woo like okay you're playing bowls you're you know like what is this um and i didn't want to be looked at kind of like a spectacle if that makes sense you know like a circus or something like you know we'll just watch what she's doing um and so i i made a i challenged myself i did um weekly like 15 minute instagram live like sound baths um I don't know how long I did that, probably like at least two or three months. And then I got nice. over that fear of like, oh, you know, people seeing me. Um, and yeah, the my, my Instagram, it just kind of started to morph into what it is naturally. I don't, I don't actually like sit and go, okay, I'm gonna post this, this day, this, this day, this, this day. Like if you follow me, Sometimes I won't post for a week or two. Sometimes I will like post like three times a week. So I there's not like a rhyme or rhythm to uh, how I how I post or how I do it. I kind of am just like, oh, I feel like I want to make this video or oh, I think I'll do this and I'll just you know put it in my calendar to just try to do something like that or you know I'll hear a quote and be like, oh, I really like that and I'm gonna you know post that. Um, a okay. lot of the local people, they will see, you know, my events and stuff on there. And so I use it for that as well as my email list. Um, and because talking with you, I really started to beef up my, my email list, uh, yeah. because it, social media is like a love hate thing. Um, cause you can mm -hmm. get really sucked into it and I've had to like take a step back for a while, um, and then come back into it. So, um, yeah, it's, for me, it's setting boundaries with it. Like I don't, I don't usually get on before 8 a.m. And after 8 p.m., I don't get on. So yeah. if you message me, I'm most likely will not respond. <laughs> yeah, good boundaries. It's yeah, so that, it was hard though. It was really hard to set that boundary because you, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna yep see um you know get that dopamine hit and then yeah so I had to really set boundaries with that which has been really good so yeah, yeah. good for you yeah I've uh I've set the screen time thing on my phone where like 30 minutes a day and I just kept hitting ignore it so <laughs> I didn't have the discipline <laughs> I took it off my phone altogether I was like you know what and now I'm like a, a, a excessive email checker so I got to get that in check. 
Um, it's, I mean, it's all about balance. So, so yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think it's, especially in this day and age, it's really hard to, to cultivate and find a healthy relationship with technology because it totally. does over our entire lives. It um, does. Yeah. And I was just reading something, um, the other day that says that our bodies were not built for like digital connection Yeah, it, be, because every time a ding goes off or the, like your body sounds a little alarm, whether we yeah. realize it or not. And it's crazy making. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. So you I'm know, glad you found a healthy a way to approach it. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so next question is, um, uh, so you, uh, you basically, you've more than doubled your clientele from January to August. Yes. Um, and then after that, you built a wait list, um, right. Or you had people booking two weeks out. And then after that, um, booking two, booking a month out. So I want to know what were the, the mindset shifts that took place during that time and the best kind of the best strategy that worked for you. So do you want to start with the mindset piece? Yeah, I think the mindset was like, I had a big confidence shift. You know, like whenever you start something new, you're still in that, like, am I doing this right? Am I actually helping people? I mean, I felt like that as an OT for the first probably like year. Yeah. <laughs> to year and, a half. Um, and then you finally like get to this point where you're like, no, like I, I, I do know what I'm doing and people are coming back and I, and they are seeing progress. I'm seeing progress with them. Um, and I continue to do my own work. Uh, you know, I get biofield tuning sessions at least once a month. Most, most months it's, I get it twice mm. a month. Um, and I are they, um, do you do that just because I hear the people in the background asking, are you, <laughs> are you receiving one-on-one -on -one sessions or group sessions or a combination? Um, one-on-one -on -one sessions. And then I do, uh, do like your group sessions. Um, but yeah, I have a, I have a friend that I trade with. And then, um, I also work with, uh, another, um, advanced practitioner too, to, yeah, to, to learn and mentor and also receive. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how I get them. <laughs> nice. Nice. The group sessions are also awesome. And whenever I do group sessions, I throw my, you know, hologram into them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you had the confidence boost. You were, yeah. you were receiving your, you were, you were actually receiving the work that you offer to others, which I think is so important. Yeah. 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 Well, how else are you able to like explain it? And, um, you know, if you don't fully know what it feels like, um, cause it took me a bit to even have like a detox response. Cause I was receiving and then all of a sudden it was like my, my eighth session. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> cause, uh, you know, that it kind of like came out of nowhere. I was like, well, maybe I won't, you know, be the one that detox. I was like, no, I definitely did. But, um, yeah. So that's like, you have those experiences and you can, you can relate and explain those to your clients. So they feel more comfortable, um, and kind of know what to expect with things as well. Totally. Uh, yeah so the mindset shift with that and then um as far as things that i did i uh i, I networked a lot and i mm -hmm. and i had been doing this 
before. And so it was like, you know, before January, I, you know, was talking with uh, some, you know, trauma therapists that work in the office that I'm at. Um, some of them do, you know, holistic modalities and then also do intensive work with people, you know, where people will come for a whole week and, you know, be doing some deep dive into a specific, you know, issue. And I became one of those like ancillary services of like, hey, you know, it's really good to get body work done while you're doing all this, you know, cerebral processing work. And so, um, you know, I would do craniosacral with them and then also biofield tuning. And then through that, you know, working with the therapist, they were seeing some really cool stuff after, cause they would sometimes, um, I would work with somebody, do a biofield tuning session, and then they would have a session with them right after. And mm-hmm. it like, it just cut through the, the, you know, beginning of a therapy session where you're just talking about your day and how things are going and all that. It's like kind of cut through that and was like, this is what came up. This is what I want to look at. Um, wow. so that was really cool. So, um, I got in with that and, uh, and then, yeah, just started, yeah, reaching out in the community. Um, whenever I would do sound baths, I would talk more about what I do one-on-one. Um, and I just, I showed people. I, you know, would do, I did so many free sessions just so people could see what I did. Yeah. Um, experience it themselves. And so that was, that was honestly, I'd say the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing too is, you know, knowing where your expertise ends and where someone else's begins. Um, that's why I like working with people who are, you know, going to these trauma therapists or going to these therapists that um, are in the building that I'm at because I know that they're getting good, good care. They have a beautiful support team around them. And so then I, I know that I'm not that person for them because in this work you can kind of quickly become that for somebody if they don't have other support system around them so that's one of the intake questions that um I usually have for people is just like what's your support system like yeah Uh, yeah so important yeah so it sounds like networking and just having those connections so people people make referrals to you that's been working super super well and then also, yeah, just showing people how you can help them. That, that is what marketing is, is showing people how you can help. Um, yeah. so you've done that really well. Oh, well, thank you. And one thing too, that was helpful um, with your coaching was kind of beefing up my website. And I know you don't necessarily need a website to get started. So I'm not here to tell people like, don't get started. You don't have a website, but a website can really help people find you. Um, Cause you think about, you know, if you go out to eat, you Google best restaurants in Nashville or, yeah. you know, wherever you're at. And so people will Google, you know, biofield tuning Nashville or, you know, biofield tuning near me. Um, and so having, you know, a, an easy way for people to find you, I think has been really beneficial. Cause I always ask on my intake too, you know, how did you hear about me? And it's usually, if it's not a referral, it's internet. It's, you know, like Google search. Oh, so. that's so cool. Yeah. 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 I love that you asked that question. It's a really good question to ask because then you as the business owner have some insight into what is working really yeah. well. Like where are these people coming from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So you're, you're doing really well, but tell us about maybe some, some of the challenges you've, you've faced in growing your practice and, um, how you managed to overcome them. 
Oh gosh. Um, definitely that inner critic self doubt would just like creep in out of nowhere, especially, you know, when I was only seeing like a client, like, you know, once or twice a week. Um, and I was just putting all this pressure of like, okay, I need to be full right now. I need to, you know, grow the business right now. And, um, I actually did a lot of like internal work with that. You know, I worked with, um, you know, therapists did some brain spotting, was doing biofield tuning sessions and just kind of working on where was that coming from? You know, that I'm not good enough you know, core wound kept popping up. And so it was really like looking at that and going, what is the root of this? Like, is this, is this real? You know, okay. And I would go through like worst case scenario. Okay. So nobody books, you know, for the next month. Okay. And then like, what happens after that? And you kind of like, you can just like realize how irrational that sounds <laughs> after you start to like go down that, um, that path. So that's probably, I would say, the biggest challenge. Um, and then two, I know we already talked about it, but the Instagram thing, that was a huge mm. like challenge for me to put myself out there and to continue to put myself out there. Um, yeah, and that was just like, I just set goals. Like I like setting goals for myself. Um, that was one of the the big things you know when i got out of ot school i was like my goal is be uncomfortable for yeah. five years. like put yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable because that's how you grow because if you'd start to become comfortable then you know you can start to become complacent and you start to just stay there because it feels so good yeah totally <laughs> it does feel really good but um yeah moving forward and trying new things and just like yeah that there's a lot a lot more, um, I'd say a lot more rewarding than staying in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that worst case scenario thing because it's often, you know, we just stop at, I'm, I'm afraid to put myself out there and we just stop. We're like, we don't try to look at like why, or what's the worst thing that could happen. And so it just, mm -hmm. we just, that's it. That's the, that's the end all be all in the story. But once we start to dive into, okay, like what, what exactly am I afraid of if I put myself out there and we start to uncover the things like rejection and embarrassment and isolation and all, you know, the things that at our core, you know, that we have this, um, intrinsic desire, desire to avoid, right. Yeah. <laughs> And then when we, we can understand that, that like, okay, well, worst case scenario is I'll end up dying alone. I mean, that's really what it boils down to when we go there. <laughs> that is it. Right. And then we're like, wait, the likelihood of that happening, very, very slim. And if it does happen, I mean, I'll ultimately be okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, I mean, and it's, it's easy for, you know, me to say that I'm not in it, but when you're actually in mm -hmm. it, like, that it's kind of like, like I did it when, uh, with the Instagram thing, I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy. Okay. So people think I'm crazy. Well, no one's going to be my friend. Okay. Well, you find, you know, and like, and then, and then that's when I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Like <laughs> I'm going to have friends. There's so many people out there. <laughs> someone's going to like me. Yeah. And now I think we've talked about this before. Now you're surrounded by people who are genuinely your friend, 
like that see you, Allison, for exactly who you are and what you do and they love you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been really cool finding that community, you know, here who just really supports um, me as, you know, as a human. And then also what I do, you know, they're, they like legit want to know what I do. Um, you know, whereas I think, you know, people that I've had in the past might've, might just not, not understand. And that's totally fine. You know, I feel like people come in and out for a reason. And so it's just being open to those shifts, yeah. uh, instead of, yeah, closed off to them. Cause they're going to happen. <laughs> it's just yeah. easier to be more open. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, who is your favorite kind of type of person to work with client to work with? I love working with clients who are already like starting that healing journey. So, um, you know, someone who, who goes to therapy and it understands a bit more about their emotions and like sensations in their bodies. Cause it's really fun, you know, to, to work with those clients, you know, when you're in their field and you're working with them and, you know, you ask them, you know, what are you noticing in your body? And they're like, I'm feeling energy move, you know, from here to here, you know, as opposed to the client that's just like, nothing, oh, nothing, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, fine. Cause everybody's, you know, at their own, you meet people where they're at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love working with clients like that, who, who are really there to just surrender to the process and let it all out. Um, that's been a really rewarding thing to see, to be able to hold space for people to have those releases, the emotional releases, yeah. physical releases, um, and, and help them to feel safe in that process because it can be very scary because it's like being cracked open, um, you know, and, and people seeing, seeing you. And so, yeah, that's been, that's been really rewarding to be able to witness for, for clients. Totally. Yeah. And I bet you can go really deep, um, with them and really make some changes. Yeah. So what's the, um, what's the most like impressionable, I know this, I'm putting you on the spot here, but most, um, impressionable transformation you've seen with one of your clients. Ooh, um, I know you are putting me on this spot. <laughs> um, yeah, I have had, I've had, I've had quite a few. Um, I would say the one that probably stands out the most um, is this client that when she came to me, she was um, anxious, angry, um, just not. Uh, it was kind of her against the world is how I would describe it. Just that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I remember doing the intake and being like, okay, this is going to be, you know, like I have to be energetically prepared, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, for this person. And, um, you know, there was a while there where it was like, okay, like, you know, this client's coming. I have to like really ground in because I never knew what was going to show up. Um, and then I would say in the last like couple months, huge shift, big life changes for her. Um, 
really starting to open our eyes to a different way of viewing the world, which has been really cool. Um, wow. It's like she kind of had blinders on, I would say, you know, in the very beginning. And it's like we're starting to lift those those blinders off and she can see different perspectives of different people. It's not there's not there's less blaming. Um, and she and it was interesting because I would ask her, you know, how she was doing and she would tell me about all the other people in her life, how they were doing. And so, you know, I, I, I held space for it. And then after about a month of that, um, you know, I pointed it out to her and she was kind of taken aback. And I was just like, I want to know really like how you're doing, like, what are you feeling in your body? And she had to take a minute and like really sink in. And then ever since then, it's, it's been a, a more, a gradual shift more into that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So over, over time, she's been able to basically like, sounds like have a paradigm shift. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then it's all, we're all still in progress. So, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, <laughs> totally. made, you know, um, but it, that's been really cool to be able to witness that. Um, and just, I can feel the energy is so much lighter, you know, mm. when and so that's been, that's been really cool. <laughs> that's so fun. That's why we do this work, right? yeah that's so cool okay so um we're wrapping up now for people who are listening that um I know I have some listeners that aren't um sound healing or energy practitioners um their business uh they're entrepreneurs they have their own businesses and this is just been helping them to grow their own business. So for anybody who might be interested in exploring um some work with you where, what should we tell them? Yeah. So you can find me, um, on Instagram at good vibrations. I think it's like good vibrations underscore holistic therapy. Um, and also my website, uh, www.goodvibrationsholistictherapy.com. You can find me on there. Uh, I have my events listed on there. I do, um, in-person group biofield tunings. And then I also do online group biofield tunings. And so um, I think my next online group biofield tuning is December 18th, Monday, December 18th at 7.30 um, Central Standard Time. So yeah, definitely go check her out. And is there anything else that you would love to share with other practitioners who are on their own journey to grow their practice? Any insights or advice? I just, I, it kind of came in and I just felt really called to talk about it. Um, like just energetic hygiene, um, mm -hmm. I think is really, really key. Um, and that, whether that's getting biofield tuning or any type of energy work or just doing your own thing, but holding space for yourself to just really ground, um, and, and stay connected. Cause if you continue doing, energy work and things like that, it can really kind of jumble you up because you're in people's energy field all day. Yeah. Um, and so some of that stuff can kind of just like hang out with you as you go home. And so I think being really intentional with, um, you know, how you, how you not only treat your energy, but just your body and, um, how you take care of yourself, making sure that you're taking care of yourself because yeah, you're doing, yeah. taking care of a lot of people. What is your favorite way to do that? or most effective um, way to do that? 
I do grounding. I have a whole morning meditation um, ritual that I do. I move my body and stretch and then I go outside regardless of the weather and put my bare feet on the ground. <laughs> um, and then I uh, meditate and then I usually will do like the sauna um just to really like okay i'm starting my day i'm you know cleansing everything and i also at the end of the day i take showers before i go to bed just to mm. really like you know wash the day away um mm -hmm. and epsom salt baths if you're yeah you know <laughs> epsom salt baths and i suggest everybody take them totally I know yeah. I was with a client the other day and I was trying to get her to take a bath and she had every excuse not to. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do? Okay. Can you take a shower at least? Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I can do that. It's like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, so important for us and our clients. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, lots of sleep. I love the sauna thing too, that you mentioned. I love being yeah. in the sauna. I know never, not everybody has access to a sauna, but um, a lot of gyms these days do, and oh my gosh, it just feels so good to sweat. Yeah, it just helps your body like continue that detox process. Um, so yeah, yeah, sweating. <laughs> like if yeah. you don't have a sauna, just sweat. <laughs> yeah, just find a way to sweat. <laughs> yeah, on and turn the heat up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for being with us. I am going to include your uh, Instagram um, uh, page and your website in the show notes. So um, if you're listening and you want to go check Allison out, you can just click in the show notes and it'll take you right there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. I really Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you being here. I think this was super helpful. Um, you provided so much insight to, um, or for the listener. So thank you so much. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode. Are you a wellness practitioner that wants to grow your business, but you're feeling confused, overwhelmed, maybe even doubtful? Well, let's get you out of that emotional rut and turn those emotions into the fuel that will grow your business. Get the Harness Your Emotional Awareness to grow your business free roadmap at jillianfaldmo.com.